how to dream, cowboy. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> you didn't like that? Anyway, welcome to the HBO Boys podcast. Today we are recapping and reviewing the season finale of Loki, season one, episode six, for all time, always. A little late this week, but that's just fine. I'm Adam, and with me today is Ryan and uh, freaking James and uh, freaking Chad. Uh, sod it. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. I, honestly, again, I've said this multiple times, but just in podcasts you're not even in, I think you should do the intros. You're uh, you're much better than me at them. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, right. no, James, I'm so glad that you're able to join us on this love fest for Loki this week. It's great to have everybody on an episode, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Chad, I'm so glad you're also here. Yeah, I'm also here. I'm Chad. I love uh, Marvel. I know a lot about it. I would. Can we do the? the I'd like to do that bit for sixty minutes. Is that, if that's okay with everybody? <laughs> I mean, if you insist. I, I don't insist. I'm not forcing it upon you or the audience. But <laughs> James being Chad and himself—that's a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> you know, I'm a consummate artist. I can just commit. Okay. I believe you, and I look forward to how this goes. <laughs> well, so wait, I'll be Chad. Brian, you say something about the show. Okay, Loki, uh, season one, episode six, although, you know, we know it's going to have a second season. It is affecting the MCU in a very large way. What do you think about that, Chad? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that too mean? Do we cut that out? No. <laughs> oh. You're doing, our, you're doing our friend Chad dirty. <laughs> no, Chad doesn't always, but there are times where, like, Ryan will say something... And Chad would just be like, yeah, fine. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Listen, sometimes that's all that needs to be said. It's better than dead silence. <laughs> I'd like to frame this episode of Loki in this way. I- I'm going to just talk very quickly about what happened in episode six. Stop me when you have something to say about it. And then we can really spend a lot of this time discussing the season as a whole, how it fits into the MCU our overall review of the season and uh, whether or not the stakes are large enough for you and the rest of the world to care. But before we get into that, I will say we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z. A lot of different stuff is going to be put up there. We do bonus episodes and everything we put up goes up early there, only a dollar a month. And we haven't had a new patron in a very long time. This isn't me begging, but please, for the love of God, go give one dollar <laughs> to the Patreon. <laughs> HBO boys. Right. If you're spending the time to message us on social media to be like, where's Loki? <laughs> I mean, think, think about subscribing to the Patreon. The first thing you said before we recorded was you were not going to bring the Facebook mess. I, I love every one of our fans. All five of them. And if any of you want to message us and be like, you're a week late, you sons of bitches. I respect that 100%. You're supposed to be Chad there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. This is bullying. This is cyber. <laughs> this is bullying. We're just bullying him. We like our friend Chad very much. And we hope he shows up in the middle of this episode because I need his help. Well, we mean, well, let's make that a thing. Anybody who's supposed to show up but doesn't just get cyberbullied for the hour. Oh, yeah, for sure. I look forward to my future cyberbullying. Okay, let's do a very quick summary of episode six. There is an A and a B story. The B story is, wow, Owen Wilson, a.k.a. Mobius, 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 is back <laughs> in the TVA and confronts Ravona, who is still being a cagey twit and who is not being very helpful. And then all of a sudden, Miss Minutes shows up who it's now very clear she works for the quote-unquote bad guy. James, you called the Miss Minutes thing. Be honest Uh with me. Did you read something on the internet, or did you just see her eyes and go, that orange bitch is fooling us? Well, it just seemed like on par with the current Marvel TV show bullshit that they're pulling. And when they showed up at the castle and, like, it was Miss Minutes, I was like, fucking the long shot paid off, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Where can I turn in this ticket? I loved it. This is like betting on the Detroit Tigers to win the series at the start of the fucking season. I was 100% sure you cheated. It didn't work out, though. She was not the ultimate bad guy. 
she no, but she was definitely an aide in it. She didn't she like uh procrastinate? She's like a sidekick. Yeah. She's Igor. And she'll probably be back. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Ravona apologizes to Mobius for pruning him and explains that she could not let him get in the way of the TVA's mission, whatever it is. Mobius tells her that he knows her secret. And we go to Fremont, Ohio. Which is an insane, it's an insane town because it's this, it's a, I've, I've literally been to Fremont, Ohio. Really? Yep. So Ohio friends, uh, Bianca and Nick and Phil and Greg, they are from Fremont, Ohio. Like, uh, I sent really? them a screenshot of the show when it said Fremont, Ohio, and they were like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> well, it literally this is this tiny little town in Ohio. It's, uh, I mean, it's such a random town to put in this show, but hey, it uh, props to Fremont, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. It's too bad that, like, the shoreline of Connecticut's claim to fame was a murder that happened in Madison. So close. <laughs> yeah, right. So close. Very similar to Fremont, Ohio, which we travel back to 2018, and we see Minutemen are chasing Hunter B-15 through Franklin D. Roosevelt High School. B-15 lures them into a specific office where Ravona Renslayer appears, but oops, she is a high school principal and has no idea what's going on. So throwback to that pen. Yeah. The pen yeah. has come back to haunt the entire cast and the audience alike. Mm-hmm. Mobius and Ravona continue to argue about the TVA being a lie and whether it's a lie that should stay in place to help keep the order. Ravona opens a time door and declines Mobius's offer to start something new at the TVA. Mobius goes to attack mode, lunges his pruning stick at her, which sounds sexual, but it is not. He is very quickly disabled, and Ravona gets a second chance to prune Mobius. But she also does not, saving him once more. And she goes to the door looking for free will, she says, whatever that means. It's funny that Ravona, who is a character that's like emotionally dedicated to enforcing arbitrary rules, of course, is like a, a school principal. Yeah. She's one of them who, like, I put the pow in principle, and you're like, okay. (laughs) Over on the A-story side, I'm not going to go through all of this, okay? It was 30 minutes of exposition from our new bad guy, who ends up being an amalgam character that they have dubbed He Who Remains, but it's obvious that they've put He Who Remains, Kang, Immortus, etc. into one dude who's going to be multiple versions of himself in the future anyway, lazy or intriguing you decide it could could be both i mean it's it, i think it's marvel's ditch attempt to bring all these characters into one without having to explain everything in a separate show <laughs> like, or a separate storyline it's like the wizard of oz ending if they had never mentioned the wizard for the whole movie up to that point <laughs> <laughs> yeah So he lived on Earth in the 31st century, long before the TVA even existed. This variant discovered the existence of parallel universes and similar variants from these other worlds discovered the same. Contact between all of them was made. First, they shared ideas and technology and things were relatively cool. And then some of the variants were not so chill. And before long, the multiversal war broke out between them. They were all just kind of fighting each other. Each variant stepped up to defend their universe from being taken over or wiped out. And he who remains is the last one who remained, hence his name. (laughs) Straying away from he who remains is in the comics, but still very cool name. Glad they gave it to him. He's always the last one that remains. That backstory, he was like chilling and then he contacted his self from another universe. That's been done in a lot of stuff already. That happened in Bioshock Infinite. It happened in Rick and Morty. It's like Medivh and Gul'dan in Warcraft as well. Uh, I was going to say name five, but I'll take three. (laughs) It's a good effort. And yeah, sci-fi tropes are tough because the amount of stuff being made that is mocking or having fun with sci-fi tropes is numerous. So it's hard to, I don't know. I think it's tough to be like, well, Simpsons did it. Yeah, Simpsons has done everything. What do you want us to do about it? But I really love jonathan majors here he's really good good. i still love lovecraft country and him in it and he's great here and it shows off his range because he's nothing like tick in this scene no and i also saw a a tweet i liked which is 
So, uh, taking bets now, what year is Jonathan Majors going to win his Academy Award? And someone was like, supporting 2023 and Best Actor 2025, calling it right now. I'll take that long bet. And I think they're they're right. He is about to be one of the biggest stars on Earth. Yeah, if there were a prop bet that I could get in on, like, will Jonathan Majors have an Academy Award by 2025, I would say yes. Yeah, for sure. He Who Remains offers Loki and Sylvie two options. By the way, the two Lokis are here. They can kill him to free the timeline. This will also restart the multiverse war and unleash a limitless number of variants, specifically variants of him, that will be not quite as nice as this one is. Loki is listening to him intently while Sylvie is not at all convinced. She cannot trust and he cannot be trusted, which is an exact line they said, which sums up the entire show (laughs) until they fight about it. And then they smooch. All before she sends him through a time door and Sylvie kills He Who Remains and the isolated timeline surrounding the castle begins to crack and shatter. A crying Sylvie sits before her victim as she tries to make sense of everything that will soon unfold. Realizing she fucked up. I I think she knew what she was going to (laughs) do. Or I knew she knew what she was doing. She did, but then... (sighs) She knew what she was doing, but... You know how I know she knew what she was doing, Adam? Why? Because it how? was diligently explained to her for 30 minutes. Yes, but she was not listening. She was on a warpath. Moving <sighs> forward. Must kill. <sighs> I don't know. That benefit of that doubt is uh, <laughs> tough for me to So do you think reach. she wanted to spiral the timeline? I think that... Or did she just didn't believe that was going to happen and she was going to do whatever she needed to do to kill. I think she believed it was going to happen and she didn't care. Mm. Like her, she was very selfish. Yeah. But I mean, again, she's a Loki. That's like that's, a main trait of a Loki. Right? Oh, that's right. That's what this show's about. <laughs> that's not supposed to be a surprise. Yeah. Fair. I am just so sick of liars and fake friends because the showrunner <laughs> said that there was not going to be a romance between the two Lokis, and he lied. He's a cock a duty liar, and yeah. it's just like when they said that Jon Snow wasn't coming back to life, and I just, just say nothing. <laughs> like, what what do you gain by lying to the audience? Was it a romance, though? Was it really a romance, or was it just an in-the-moment kind of thing? They put their right, mouths so if, on each if other. If you and I yeah, are in the moment, but, Adam, and you know, I kiss you, is that romantic? Absolutely. It's uh, James, it's always romantic when of we make out. Of course it's romance, Adam. <laughs> of course it was. The moment where they look at each other's eyes while the planet is exploding in the second or third episode, the whole of the audience is like, oh, they are going to smooch. And then the creator <laughs> was like, mm-mm, they're not going to smooch. And you're like, really? It feels like they're going to smooch. They're smooching hard. Hard smooch vibes. Hard smooch vibes. Yeah. Chad just said, did I miss it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chad comes in and then he can say words about all of this. He said two seconds. Uh-huh. So I'm going to yeah. continue until he gets here. Wonderful. Back to the TVA we go. Loki is straight up <laughs> devastated. He finally finds Mobius and Hunter B-15 discussing the future. There, he frantically recounts the events of this episode and makes clear that they made a grand mistake. A confused Mobius and B-15 ask for his name and division, which is like, what? Loki, now realizing he is either in a different timeline or an altered timeline, looks to the spot where Giant Timekeeper statue used to be, and now it is a statue of Kang the Conqueror. Or so we think it could be a mortis. It looks like Jonathan Majors is the point. It's, John- yeah, it's Jonathan Majors. <laughs> also, what happened to Casey? Is Casey all right? Then we get a five-second post-credit scene where Loki will return in season two. Cool. Yeehaw. <laughs> and now I have some questions for y'all. Okay. And... These are those questions. This is the first one. Protagonists usually are introduced at the beginning of stories so that they can like have internal change that goes along with the narrative. They have the opportunity to subvert expectations or set expectations at all. And they can explain their reasoning for being bad in a very fun monologue. Loki introduced our main antagonist. Did I say protagonist or antagonist up top? I don't know. Yeah. You said protagonist. Fuck. Should I start that again? I'm not yes. going to. Okay. So they introduced our main antagonist in the last 40 minutes. Besides Jonathan Major's wonderful performance and subtracting the fact that Disney can just throw money at generationally talented actors, have VFX happening, have a set design that's unreal, have decent dialogue writing, etc. from a Rick and Morty alum to get you through scenes that are, you know, again, 30 minutes of exposition, which is usually not allowed in most TV shows because... 
in most of the shows that anyone watches, that's boring. Was the choice of waiting that long to introduce Kang a mistake? I didn't think it was done very well, actually. Jonathan Majors was really good. It would have been nice to see maybe more of him. Like, maybe instead of Ravona, he should have been, like, the, the TVA lieutenant or something. Right, that would have been better. Yeah. And it's it was just kind of weird. It was a weird experience to just be sitting through him explaining the actual, like, the big reveal for 30 minutes of the last episode. Like, as you said, it was a full half an hour of him being like, okay, well, here's where the wool was over your eyes. And that ending where it's like, okay, so now you have a choice to make. You either do the the good thing or the bad thing to get the good ending or the bad ending. And I was like, this is a fucking video game. This is a Bethesda game. This is the end of a Bethesda game. It did feel a little cheap. They were serving up the, hey, Sylvie and Loki, you guys are different. Are you going to make different choices on like a silver platter that felt like it was wholly unearned, which is a phrase I say too much about MCU shows. (laughs) Jonathan Majors, though, did his best to make this scene more tolerable with his wacky performance. And I mean, it is fun to see him and it's fun to see. The actress who plays Ruby, we're not going to get Lovecraft Country Season 2, which is so sad. They're bringing back Raised by Wolves. They're not bringing back Lovecraft Country. Unfucking real. Unreal. They're bringing back Raised by Wolves? Yeah. Inexplicable. That's insane. (laughs) They just want to keep sucking Ridley Scott's whatever, dude. Anyway, yes. Adam, what do you think? Were you satisfied with 30 minutes of Kang at the end? So I like Jonathan Majors again. The first, I mean, I think a lot of people's first time seeing him is in Lovecraft Country. And yeah, okay. But if if he did one notch worse, right? Yeah. If he was an average actor and not a brilliant actor, would this episode have gotten as big of a pass as it has online? No. No. Um, I think that. If we made it a little bit better, it would have been this episode happening, episode five, and then it's so, and then like just extending his stay a little bit more instead of having him just just be the last half hour. And oh oh, by the way, you're making this decision. Oh, I'm dead, and I'm I'll be back like in season two. All right, sick. Like, why'd you have to tickle my balls a little bit? Like, we want <laughs> we want we want more. Like he he is really good, and I like the character a lot. At least this version of him. But I think it could have been reorganized a little bit. Okay, Chad, you've just joined. The question is: Was introducing Kang or whatever you'd like to call him in the last thirty minutes? the main antagonist of the series a little cheap was it too late did jonathan majors killing the role allow for what feels a little like uh, a bit too easy of a narrative james brought up what if ravona renslayer was jonathan majors the whole time and then oh he's kang at the end like would that have been better what are your thoughts um no i think that what they did was really smart because um, we through through a, a what appeared to be a benevolent character, we were able to understand just how powerful that character can be. And I think that if if Kang, because Kang knows everything that's going to happen before it happens, so if we introduce that character too early in the show, it becomes like either they're or they already have to break the rules to get around him, or uh, they have to tone him back so far that we don't understand that. But can't he make decisions purposely that would be like red herring moments? Like there'd be a YouTube video at the end of season one that would be like, every time Kang knew it was going to happen, but let it happen anyway. And he had a little smirk that let us know. It was <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It, it, I feel like it would have been, it would have, it would have felt cheaper if we met him sooner. Um, cause, cause now we, we've met this kind version of Kang and, uh, we like the the idea of him as a villain knowing everything that's going to happen before it happens and Ooh. like an infinite number of them. It, it's it's terrifying. That's an interesting perspective. I actually like that better now that he said that. <laughs> oh, oh, Adam, I do. I do. I, do. I like <laughs> that better. Seriously. Like the fact that he, he we know him as this nice guy, kind of a, a very normal understanding type of person. It's just like, here's what it is. Choose to believe it or not. And then him 
being what we imagine him to be in the future, it's 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 way more powerful for sure. Yeah. I mean, I obviously have a narrative issue with it. I think having the antagonist the entire series uh, is just like a cornerstone of storytelling and doing it the other way. It can work, but it can't work as well. And the only way to pull it off is a percentage of what they did. You know, I I think I I agree with you to a point, but I think the reason why it works here is that the TVA is Kang throughout the show. Mm. He made the TVA to act out his will. Yeah, but that's not what you see on screen. Yeah, and it really got around Jonathan Major's scheduling. (laughs) Ravona to me, was a very boring and lame villain. And she's what we got for most of the show. And I guess they did kind of defeat her. Although it was a pretty paltry defeat, she just kind of left of her own accord. And I guess that's a cliffhanger, but it's like, I don't care whatever it is she goes to do. Have we discussed who sent her the message? We have not, but I'll say one thing more about her and then we can get there. Does she feel a little bit like Monica Rambeau to you in the in the sense that uh, she is being sold to us as going to matter, but I'm not 100% convinced I care? She's more like, uh, uh, oh God, who could remember her name? The leader of the Flag Smashers. Oh, it's just like, oh yeah, Carly? you're just really, yeah, you're not Carly. that menacing and you're not that interesting. No, I think she was at least, let's not get into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Jane. We cannot do this for the next 30 <laughs> minutes where you think Carly is better than Ravona Renslayer because that is wholly inaccurate. If Sylvie were like the kind of the villain character leading up to the end, like she was much more compelling than Ravona. Well, I mean, yeah. wouldn't, isn't, isn't, didn't we kind of learn through the actions of the characters at the end that it it wasn't so much that there was an external villain but it was about like loki's understanding what loki's are and overcoming themselves and and our loki did and the and sylvie loki didn't yeah but you're making my argument for me which is because yeah that's what it is about shouldn't the 30 minutes of the finale have been about that and not about jonathan majors talking well it kind of it kind of was and that no, was, it, that that was, it was like I the ultimate the setup, you know? Yeah, for them to say a sentence. He's like, I just want Sylvie to be okay. And what he's actually saying is like, I just want to feel okay. That was pretty good writing. I just, I don't think Loki, the main character of the show, the name of the show, having like a hundred words total in the season finale is is a good way to go. <laughs> I think Chad's mounting a good defense. I mean, I, I did not like this show, but I just I think what Chad's saying uh, is fair. No, listen, oh, I liked this show. <laughs> this is the thing about this. I, I liked it much better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I have to think really hard, and we're going to probably have to answer this at the end, whether mm-hmm. we like this or WandaVision more, you know, minus James. We all know his wackadoo feelings. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I, this is a show that I very much enjoyed. And, by the way, I think, like, it kind of stuck the landing in a way because Jonathan Majors kicks so much ass. I do like that we all agree that that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the benchmark by which we rate these shows. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly enough. (laughs) So Mobius does not remember anything at the end of the season. Does that suck or is that fine? Well, it's a different Mobius. Yeah, I know. Does that suck? A little. Where's his jet ski? Can we ever get back to the first situation? Like, that seems kind of impossible now, right? Do you think we're going to have, like, an A and B story kind of thing where we get the first situation and the second situation? Like, there's two versions of Mobius in the second season, or no? Are we just starting slate clean, tabula rasa this bitch? Let me answer your question with a question. Perfect. So Sylvie (laughs) kicks Loki through the door, and he's he's back in the TVA, and then time passes... And then she kills Kang. Mm-hmm. But but she killed Kang at the end of time. <laughs> so, but well, I mean, we, we, we learned that time is, is ever changing and is, tri- is volatile and, and like it can, the past can change. Time is whatever we need it to be narratively. It, it, it's volatile. But, but, but Loki went through the door and ended up in a different time, a different version of the TVA before Kang was killed and, like, order was disturbed. Is that relevant? I don't know. You just, like, you have to decide what the things that you're saying are relevant. (laughs) It's such a mindfuck to think about. Because, like, so 
in Back to the Future, they have to go back to the past where old Biff met young Biff, right? Because they can't go anywhere else because time would be changed. How do you go and undo something which happened at the end of time? <laughs> right? Well, she that they said in, previously that the temp pad that she has can go anywhere that time's already existed like it can't go into the future but it can it can go into the past right am i did i remember that right well the the temp pads must be able to go they must be fifth dimensional they must be able to jump in between timelines like yeah yeah, sure they can travel through time but really if you think about what they're doing they're jumping into variant realities and deleting them so did she just pick a generic tva drop down on the temp pad and kick them through a random door or how did she know how to use that weird ass temp pad? Right. <laughs> and here's something. So if I go back in time and I shoot my gra- my own great grandfather, then I don't mm-hmm. exist, right? No, not in Marvel. If I go forward in time and shoot my own great grandson, that's not going to change anything to me. Well, no, but James, what you're, you're missing it, it's it, time is a flat circle. It's it, there's not a beginning and a middle and an end. When, when Kang was keeping everything in order, the TVA was keeping everything in order. When the TVA goes down, there's nothing there to keep the, the timeline from spawning these volatile variant timelines, which is just something that it naturally does. Mm. Right. But I'm saying that in Kang and Sylvie's position, all of this has already happened. So what does killing him change anything? I don't know, for one. This leads to my next question, which is... <laughs> We now have the multiverse. We have set pictures of Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, probably Andrew Garfield in there as well. Meaning that the MCU can now write away anything they do not like or that does not make sense to them or the audience, hopefully. Another timeline, another verse, etc. Will the MCU be better for it or is this the proverbial jumped shark? And I only ask that because I believe that once time travel is introduced into a story, which it was in Endgame, it does cheapen it a bit and uh, a bit it cheapens it a percentage however you want to say it but like the moment they can just be like oh by the way none of that mattered we went back in time it obviously makes the things in the past uh at least different and different in a positive or negative way you get to choose but you know another timeline another verse chad you've talked about this in the past for sure where you see this as a overall positive it just means it's more stories what is everyone's feelings on the extended universe? The next time anybody watches Infinity War and watches Loki get killed, it's like, well, he's fine. He's over in the other dimension. I guess that's true. Well, I, I think that they, they were trying to, like, they, they told the Infinity War story and it ended. Yeah. You know, and, and then everything that happens after that, they're just kind of hoping, like, that, that's that's the extended cut, you know? Well, this is going to open up to the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the secret wars or the secret invasion or something like that. Yeah. So, the so I was going to, I was going to comment on that. So, uh, I, I think that we, I think we're, we're talking about the multiverse and time travel. Like they've opened Pandora's box and you can't put the cap back, whatever the expression is, can't put the cap back in the bag. I don't know what it is. Whatever metaphor you'd like. <laughs> Insert a metaphor here. Can't put here. the ship back in the barn. There you go. <laughs> But I think that what they're building towards is is Secret Wars, the, the first Secret Wars um, with with Battleworld, and what that gi- that gives this like this phase four probably through six, it lets them go wild with their stories. Hey, hey, Chad, but then, it, what? Chad, yeah, what Secret Wars? Uh, so I was going to say we should explain to the audience it's it's basically the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Yeah. It's the ultimate show. Wow. Now. So, so the Secret Wars, the Secret Wars in the comics, um, there was this <laughs> these things called incursions, and basically it was where where two universes collided and only one could survive. And when they collided, they had these big battles, and the winners would get to whatever. So, so I think that this has to end with that because if they keep on spiraling out of control, they're going to lose what makes the MCU so great and that is the connectedness it, it, like you were right brady when you said it, like did they jump the shark is the, is it too much does nothing matter anymore i think that that's how they make it matter by ending the multiverse and having that be like the the end game of this new arc right having all three spider-mans in the end fight which i believe we talked about in the past where you said you didn't think there was going to be an on your left moment do you now think differently 
I don't know. When they get to the ultimate showdown, though, like, <laughs> if the X-Men, like, Wolverine's fighting fucking uh, uh, Ant-Man or some shit, and then oh fucking, my God. like, Darth Vader steps out, right? <laughs> oh, they could do fuck. that shit. Like, <laughs> but will they left. go to that extent? <sighs> I hope, sure hope not. I don't know. I mean, I in F nine they have a car in space, Adam. Okay, yeah, you know what? That, you know what would be funny is they would make they would be making a new DCU, but it would be the Disney Cinematic Universe. Oh my not god, DC, and it'd be like a big fuck you to the DCU. <laughs> oh Jesus! Of course, like goofy fucking all the <laughs> yeah. Sora <laughs> with the Sora shows up. up. And if Sora's in Smash Brothers, then suddenly Mario's there. I'm not gonna do a Mario voice. I feel like that's. Uh... I'll just do it. That's cultural appropriation. Hey, Chad, who did send that message? You said that like 10, 20 minutes ago, but I forgot it. Uh, What? The message to Ravona. Oh, yeah. Um, So uh, Miss Minutes was like, she's like, here's this file that you probably care about. Um, So Miss Minutes still is important. And actually, the uh, final episode was cut down a lot. It changed a lot. Um, after the the reshuffle of the uh, of all the release times for the shows, and there was supposed to be like a like a a twenty minute long conversation with Miss Minutes at the end, so she's oh, a bigger God. deal. Yeah, <laughs> she's a bigger deal than we know. But a going theory right now is that one of the evil Kangs is inside of the um the the city in um in the quantum realm, which I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now, I apologize, which exists outside of time, which would mean that Kang couldn't notice it. It wouldn't cause uh, t- mm. variant split offs or whatever. And he was sending messages to Miss Minutes to kind of manipulate Kang and then got what's her face. And then like call, he basically called her to him, which would go for the theory that like, you know, they're in love. So they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Right. <laughs> you thought he was the puppet master. No, no, no. There are eight more puppet masters right, above right. them. <laughs> but, but, so he's the bad guy in Loki, and Loki's always kind of been like a comedy relief villain, or he usually is. And then he's also going to be the bad guy in Ant-Man, and he's the comedy relief hero. So is mm. Kang, and also the very hammy way that, that Jonathan Majors played him, like... He's not going to be the next Thanos. He's going to be like the goof em up villain. No, I, I disagree. You I think, think he's the next Thanos? I think he's the next Thanos. I, I think they introduced him in a funny way to juxtapose yeah. the guy we Was get. Was it a bit of a jokery way? And I know jokery, like, uh, like Heath Ledger Joker is a generalized, like people are just kind of, it's 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 easy to look at any new villain you see and be like, oh, that crazy guy is a little like the Joker. But still, right. the, and I don't know if it is a attribute of the character or just a choice that Jonathan Majors made. But uh, a part of me was like, hmm, that's a bit, that's a bit Jokery. <sighs> yeah. So Emily Blunt in Cruella is girl Joker, and Jonathan Majors in Loki is time Joker. You watched Cruella? No, nobody did. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, you know what, guys? You know who's a good anti-hero? A lady who kills puppies. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> I bet you can't, Chad. I bet you can't. Brady, you're being very jokery right now. Yeah, you're fucking right, dude. Well, so Shit. we talked this episode to death. Should we give an overall review of the season? Yeah, I, I just have uh, one more question, which is we have like... 15 Marvel Cinematic Universal whatever's on the docket, right? Quickly, they're Ant-Man and the Quantum Rump, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Oreos, uh, Loki <sighs> Season 2, What If, which is coming up in two weeks. We're totally yeah. going to do What If, right, guys? And that's not a joke. What if we did? <laughs> I would love that. Uh... Tin Rings, Eternal Spider-Man, Hawkeye, Boo, Miss Marvel, oh Thor, Love and Thunder, She-Hulk, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Fantastic Four, Blade, Deadpool 3, Captain America 4, Moon Knight, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, I Am Groot. So, so before we get to the review of the entire season as a whole, has Loki raised or lowered your expectations for the next five years of the MCU, knowing that docket. They haven't moved an inch. Wow. I mean, now that we're seeing it actually happen, I mean, we all we all have heard murmurs of the comic book canon, and this is what happens in the stories, but 
to see it actually on screen in the MCU. I mean, I'm excited for it for sure. Like this, I love the whole universe. So yeah, some stuff isn't as good as, as others, but this has rightfully set up in James. This show has now affected the actual MCU beyond just the TV shows. I think, I mean, yes, it did. (laughs) It did. It did. Is that a condescending clap? No, I agree with Adam. That's that, I said that was like the one thing I wanted out of the ending. And yeah, it paid off. and guess what? It did. So now you like it better than Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's exactly That's what true. I was about yeah. to say. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you got to eat your words. Yeah. And no. Yeah. No. Ah, no. Fussy at two ten. Okay. So yeah, review of the season. Uh, do you want to just say you know? Wait. Well, hold on a second. Okay. Whoa. It raised my expectations for the MCU. <gasps> it oh, raised shit. them. Give me that yeah. hot take, Chad. Give me that hot take. Well, I mean, the way that they're doing the multiverse and the consequences for what they're doing, they're bigger than what I expected them to do. Mm. When when they said they were going to do the multiverse of madness, I thought that it was going to be like a one-off, like Doctor Strange is doing the multiverse and something previously set it up. But the way that they're pitching it now, it's going to affect, it has to affect everything. And there's, I mean, we can't, we don't have time to talk about it right now, but, uh, I watched, I forget what it was, but I watched a video on YouTube that broke down like these like teases about time travel and its effect on the future of the MCU in Endgame. So I think that, I mean, they they took the gloves off and they can literally do anything and make it canon and they don't need to listen to to the past. I think that it will fall on its face if they don't bring it back together at some point. Right. But but they can literally do anything now. They can have in the Spider-Man movie that's coming out, we already know there's two other Spider-Men, they could have Spider-Pig in there. I would love that. You know, <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, could be yeah, there. They're not going to find the pictures of him on set because he's animated, but he that's could be in the movie. Such a, such a good point. No, there's an actual pig on set. We're like, ah, I got him. Yeah, there, someone's, yeah, there someone's he is. Someone's mo-capping the pig. He's with yeah, the alligator. Is the he's pig. with Loki alligator. But do you mean the... the- the Toon Pig from the movie, or do you mean Homer's Pig from the Simpsons movie? Little bit of column A, little bit of column B. I meant Spider Ham, but I guess I guess Spider Pig could be there too. Okay, guys, everybody, three word answers. Will Wanda or Kang be a better villain? Wanda. That's a one word answer. Yeah, you need two more in there. Wanda will be. <laughs> <laughs> Adam? Uh, could go either. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Good stuff. I mean, yeah. Um, why just one? Ooh. Okay. Well, I'll take that. God damn you. God damn you. pulled me back in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Review. What did you think of the season as a whole? Will you ever no, watch it again? No, Ryan. What did you think of the season as a whole? Okay. Fuck, dude. You called me out. <laughs> Chivalry's not dead. It is. Uh, it's also bankrupt. Woody Allen, who I assume is problematic. He's problematic. Okay. Um, <sighs> I uh, I liked Loki. I, I think, in retrospect, I think I liked WandaVision better. I liked Loki's end better, but just overall, uh, I liked WandaVision as a whole, just because it was uh, not just about Wanda. It was also tackling, like, TV concepts, and I found that generally interesting. But I, I did have slight issues with the end of Loki, like I've already said, I've, I've uh, about how much I wanted it to have Tom Hiddleston's face on screen in the last 40 minutes. I, I didn't think it was uh, nearly enough. But, you know, we're getting season two anyway, and so maybe I should just be happy with the meal that was served to me and stop being a cynical twat. What do you guys mm. think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked it. I, I liked the ep- I liked the series. Uh, was I expecting something different? Yes, I think uh, everyone was expecting something different. The way it kind of went, it, it it took off very quickly, and stuff started changing very quickly. I thought it was going to take a heck of a lot longer. Um, do I like it better than Wandavision? I think they're right on the same kind of plane for me um i liked wandavision just like you said ryan the tv aspect of it the the whole concept of how they the show went was different and exciting and interesting to watch and paul bettany is a master class um 
So I I I like those characters a lot, and I like this a lot because again, Tom Hiddleston, fantastic. It was entertaining to watch. They're all entertaining to watch for me. There's bits and pieces that are better in others, but yeah, I I I did like it. Uh, was it better than Falcon and Winter Soldier for me? Yep. Ooh, <laughs> uh, that took you a little long. Sophia DiMartino too, and Owen Wilson. Like the the three main characters. Uh, once you get to four Renslayer, there are some, I think, some hiccups there. But Sofia DiMartino is also so great in this. Mm. And Owen Wilson, you never thought you'd see him in the MCU. And he ends up being He's like, great. the bright, shining light of the show. And the moment at the end where he doesn't recognize Loki is so tragic. And he's not on his jet ski yet, which is also a terrible tragedy. He never said wow. He did not want to say wow. Tragically, Luke Wilson is languishing in the DCEU. So tough for him. J.K. Simmons gets to do both. James. What? What'd you think? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tell us. Okay, you guys, you ever play uh, Super Smash Brothers or Mario Party and one person is like really good and strong and so all the other peons like team up on him and it's three versus one? Yes. Well, that's what what we're about to do here, okay? So... I like MCU shows and movies a lot, right? But to channel uh, the immortal Martin Scorsese, they are for stupid babies, which is fine because I'm a stupid <laughs> baby, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, go on. <laughs> is that a direct Martin Scorsese quote? And so, okay, I, I think uh, none of these are high art, right? You wouldn't no, put these up against most of prestige TV and they wouldn't fare very well. Right? Are you, like gatekeeping for Shawshank Redemption right now? Like, what are you doing? No, I'm saying you know we're not exactly. In, I'm not going to go to Shawshank Redemption. First of all, it's very funny that that's where you went for like an auteur piece of cinema. That's because it's fucking great. <laughs> Nobody looks at a man's shoes, James. Are we about to fight about this? I'm just saying, like, up against the great prestige TV of the day, let's say like Breaking Bad. How about as an example? These so shows different. don't compare to Not something at all. of yeah, that caliber. I don't, I don't think it's I'm just talking about the writing. Them. I'm talking about the writing. And so, in terms of that, these shows are junk food, right? And I'm a big fat guy. I like junk food. Um, <laughs> but since, to me, they are all just, you know, it's the Krusty the Clown seal of approval. Good enough, right? They're all good enough. They all are in that kind of middling sort of pop pulp era or pop pulp genre and i think like because they're all kind of disposable they're all kind of and because they're all kind of uh they're all kind of four stupid babies i like falcon (laughs) and the winter soldier the best because it did actually have the balls to go there on a number of issues and you could say the writing in Falcon and Winter Soldier is bad. Hey, guess what? The writing in all three of the shows isn't that good. Oh, you know, I'll take any hot take Falcon, I can get. Meanwhile, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is actually addressing things like America as empire and its role in the world and its complicated racial history and the way that, like, uh, you know, the racial dynamics of the United States play into these kind of patriotic superheroes and that kind of... issues i don't know i'm leaving that entire pause in there yeah but <laughs> sam is weak and thor is strong basically right and that's the that's the ryan just summed up the perfect counter argument right <laughs> so first of all i think that if you went into any of these shows uh expecting breaking bad that's that's on you yeah uh, um, but but I didn't, that was not my expectation. I'm just now comparing them. All right, if there's a hierarchy of shows, these ones are not on the top. Okay. Secondly, my my review. <laughs> so you guys all saw Wreck It Ralph, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the like the 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 way they pitched that movie in the trailers? It was about this guy who was from essentially like classic Donkey Kong, and he you know grew tired of being the bad guy so he decided to to hop into other video games to try to be a hero that's what they sold us and the premise that i got in those trailers was i'm going to go he, we're, i'm going to watch this guy go into a mario game go into a sonic game go into call of duty go into all these modern games and what we got was he he tried a game 
And then he went to Sugar Rush, which is just like some some stupid arcade racing game. And the whole movie took place in that one game. And I didn't care. That was a good movie. This show was pitched to us as Loki traveling through time, causing mischief. And we didn't get it, but we got something else. And I think in that sense, I'm disappointed because I really wanted that loki fucks with time story but i'm glad that we got what we got in the long run because i just see so much potential you are so right they did sell us what i considered be a more interesting story when i saw the db cooper thing i was like oh my god are we going to see new loki's every episode and the way that loki is going to get through to the new loki's is that he's going to be affecting history in some way like we're going to learn it was going to be like quantum leap with loki yeah that that three minute db cooper scene was doing a lot of heavy lifting in the trailers (laughs) and like i i wanted Carl Hanratty and Frank Abagnale Jr. I wanted Catch Me If You Can Loki because that's what was sold to me. And I was like, that would be sick. And then they just like, in the second episode, right, he goes through the door and you're like, oh, this shit's going to be different. And I'm yeah. going to have to deal with that. So I will say, James, it's not going to be three against one because I think I was disappointed with the show. but oh, I, yeah. But I don't think it was a bad show. James and Chad agreeing. It is the Dark Alliance. <laughs> yeah, the one that's going to end up being Adam, because I do cynically lean towards what James is saying. And <laughs> I have been weirdly cynical about the MCU ever since the end of Endgame and beyond. Oh, and Black Widow did not help. I do want to say, the the writing, the writing was a little shaky at times, but the premise was interesting. I think they just needed to flesh it out a little bit more because I think that a lot of us ended the show with more questions than we started with. Which is, I suppose, what's supposed to happen when there's a second season of something, right? Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, like, the, I've got questions about like the found like foundationally how like the like the the branch timelines work. So uh, to be a little tangential here, I've been doing on this podcast this like Call of Cthulhu game that Ryan and Adam are in. And and I realized that in the third part, I'm like, oh, the combat's boring as fuck. I should really scale that back and just make it about, like, dialogue and choices for the last part. And that's what they should have done with Loki, too, because the fight scenes in this show suck ass. And oh, they the were bad. The choreography is real bad. It was bad. It yeah. was bad. It, it, it was weird, because, like, they, they threw away... Like, you guys were, were talking about earlier podcasts that, like, Loki didn't know how to fight. And, and that's not true. He did know how to fight. He fought He's a black plenty. belt. He has knives. Also, he can throw a building. <laughs> we found that out in this show, too. Yeah, he can do the Yoda thing from Attack of the Clones and hold up a building. <laughs> Are we being spoiled, little brats, though? Like, a part of me thinks that uh, I do lean cynical on all of this. I have been for the last two years. But another part of me is like, no, you enjoyed it. Shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know. No, I, mean, I don't we know can talk way. about this just in the vein of comic movies. There's been a lot of good ones in the past five years or so, right? And so because there are good ones, we can be critical of the boring ones or of the bad ones or of the ones that could have been better. I would watch episode one of this show, I think, 10, 20,000 times rather <laughs> than watch in a hour of Justice League again. For sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Guys, do you want to talk for 20 minutes about how Superman sucks? <laughs> Jeez. To make a brief comment on what you said, how you said, well, it's going to just be Adam and us three against him. <laughs> um, so, I mean. One I, of I, us. I was just about yeah, to say that. Us. Adam's sitting on a white sofa and the three of us are standing behind him. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, too, when this first when the first episode happened and we were talking about it on this podcast we were saying oh it's going to be this he's going to be d- d- loki travels time different loki's doing different things and like fighting other like it's going to be a different villain every episode and that's going to be cool and exciting but how would have that ended this series like where would it have gone if that was the only thing that could have that was happening like did they eventually get to this storyline with kang in the end of you know time what? you know what adam adam's it, right that's adam's not- right the ending was good the ending was good, but but you know what? That that's up to the writers. 
That's true, not, but do not you think, the critics. Now, do you think <laughs> it would have been better to do this first season as Loki fighting different villains every episode, and then the last episode seasons uh, of this season, episode six, they set up the TVA uh, being a facade, and then you get into the Kang in season two, and you don't even see him in season one. Would that have been better? Yes. I think I would have liked it if they split the season in half and they made us care a bit more about the TVA and trust them a little bit more in the beginning. Okay. And then they condensed the last four episodes into two episodes. Yeah. Did we really need that lamentous freaking episode? Really? Well, are they going to smooch? Are they going <laughs> <laughs> to fuck? You know what? <laughs> Get us to fucking episode six post credit scene. It's not Kang. It's alligator Loki. I'm like, what? oh my god i'm so in for season two dude yeah i mean like i i did enjoy it i I, as with all the marvel properties i I, they're entertaining to me i'm going to like them there's very few that i really really just won't watch more than once like james you have many there's very few that i have that i that i won't you know i'll watch more than once or i won't watch more than you gonna watch any of these shows again uh so i so i did end up re-watching WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter bitch, Soldier. I already did. Well, because I, my dad <laughs> wanted to watch them, and so I yeah, would bitch, rewatch I the episodes with, them with my wife too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'd rewatch them, and then I'd pick up stuff that I missed, which was actually kind of good. I have not done that with Loki yet, um, so I probably will do it another run through because there was stuff that I did miss for sure, and there's stuff that I kind of want to re-digest again and maybe come up with new theories. Who knows? But I'm um, probably only going to watch the Modern Family episode of WandaVision out of all three shows ever again. Oh. <laughs> Probably. It was good. It was good. It was pretty good. I liked it a lot. You gonna skip the space laser at the end? Uh no. Okay. What about the space laser, Jack? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean you gotta watch if, if it's a Marvel property, there's gotta be a space laser. At least this one had a de- the decency of making it a space ring laser. Listen, Chad, is it one of the three Wizards, space lasers, or space lasers. <laughs> Falcon of the Winter Soldier. <laughs> At least you know what I know. You know what I know for sure. Falcon of the Winter Soldier is going to be Citizen fucking Kane compared to Hawkeye. That shit is going I, to suck. I don't think it's going to be as bad as you think it is. I know. Well, no, I don't. I'm, know. Based I on how much I enjoyed our Justice League episodes, I'm really looking forward to Hawkeye. I so deeply hope it's good, and I'm like, fuck guys uh i could not have been more wrong <laughs> it could be really good you're i mean you're you're, you're you're it's like it's fun to not like hawkeye and that's what you were all reacting to jeremy renner's face is the most punchable just, he just hates jeremy renner <laughs> he has i do not like jeremy renner what if it was sure. jason statham as hawkeye would you like it better uh, it's also Weirdly like worse. i'm sorry i i guess he's cool in the comics i wouldn't know but like it's lame to have tom cruise hawkeye guy Tom no, Cruise I like, but I I've always liked bows, bow and arrows. Like since when you were a little kid at summer camp and you were shooting them at a target. Like like the Green Arrow and yeah, Green Arrow. That's what like, I was thinking of. Robin I mean, Hood. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> o- Odysseus. Brave. Odysseus shot Brave. his arrow through all the Those axes. That, the that, like that's cool. Brave was good. That was I mean it was okay. But you guys know guns were invented, right? Yeah. Yeah, but guns I mean, are his easy. bow and arrows are silent. His they're arrows silent, have and, and, many and different silencers you put on guns. His arrows have many different like... things that he can do, though. Yeah, he has exploding like arrows. He has electric arrows. And there's like Did a finesse. John Wick three, where like Common and John Wick are shooting at each other with silenced pistols. I love that. In like the middle so of a busy train uh, station, subway station, yeah. and nobody hears it. It's amazing. Like, it's not amazing. It's just silent. not. Re- really. I love the John Wick movies. <laughs> I know. I do too. So I'm just like in that John Wick scene that you're referencing, Ryan. Like, not only are silencers not that quiet, but like the sound of a bullet hitting concrete is incredibly yeah. loud. <laughs> Re Matrix. Speaking of the Matrix, <laughs> yeah, it's coming out in December. Coming, coming I, we out. look forward to talking to y'all about that. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us on this Loki season one. Uh, we really do appreciate it. We'll be back. What if dot 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 question mark for episode one discussion on that. It will be premiering on August 11th and then we'll probably be here on the 12th or 13th talking our words about it. And then fucking Suicide Squad, baby. 
Yeah, Suicide Squad, baby. The first good DCEU movie is coming out. Tell, tell me if it's good. Right, Joker was the first. Joker was the first. Yeah, but it's getting great reviews so far. Although Joker's they not could part just of the be DCEU. Suck it. Okay. It's not part of the DCEU? It is. It is. Jo- oh, it Joker's is. Joker's not. Oh, okay. it's extended. oh, Joker's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, is, it is, too. Okay, In- fine. Isn't this just like a fact that's right or wrong? Can't you Google it? Or- yeah, it's not. <laughs> okay. Well, let, b- before the episode ends. Perfect. I'll keep saying words about other things. You Google something. Uh, <laughs> James just put up a podcast he did with our pal Adam that he has dubbed the cool Adam, which is hurtful, honestly, James. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> no, it was just a joke for the parentheses gag. And, uh, sorry. No, the I Joker is intended the cool as a standalone guy. film and is not oh, part of the go, DCU. No, no, no. On Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia, Anyways, you can sorry, be yeah. edited. I can change it right now, and you would read it. No, yeah, this is the, also <laughs> the entry for the the Suicide Squad Joker. So I was about to quote. I was about to just be totally wrong. Todd Phillips explains why Joker isn't connected to the DCEU. Yeah, did he explain it in the latest Hangover movie? Conjuring verse. James did a podcast about it. He just <laughs> put it up, and it's dope. So definitely go check that out. Right, so I guess Chad is quote unquote right about this. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> my new podcast nothing star academy drops on our patreon patreon.com slash h-b-o-b-o-i-z on august 1st or at least the first episode does it's dropping on its own channel on september 1st episode one stars our pal adam carner mm. go follow that channel wherever you get your podcast as well as the twitter account for more updates james talked about westy town a bit uh you want to give us an update on on, on the westy towns i'm looking forward to it Mm-hmm. I, I probably should be out by before August. I blow all these time these 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 time limits I set for myself. This one I'm almost probably gonna hit. I love being <laughs> lied to, so uh, I look forward to it either way. Uh, Adam and Chad, do you have any announcements you'd guys like to do? Or uh, yo, check me out, Another Star Academy episode one, September first. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> Um, Adam and I are starting our own podcast. Yep, about, it's called uh, the HBO Boys, spelt properly. <laughs> spelt properly. <laughs> oh my God, yep. that's sick. <laughs> Dude, if you do a podcast between you two, I, we will absolutely put it up. It's, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. You guys should just like one day email Ryan, be like, Ryan, here's our podcast episode that we recorded in secret. Please put it up. And it's like a five-hour review of Disney's Hercules. Oh, no, they do the, the fucking Snyder Cut again. No, no, absolutely not. No, we're going to do, um, we're going to review movies as they came out in real time as though it were 1996. Ooh, that's good. First one, I Jurassic Park. I you just had a good idea. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for Loki. And we'll see you in a few weeks. Say bye, everybody. Bye, bye everybody. Bye, everybody. Welcome, one and all, to Nothing Star Academy, the premier school for the violent wandering adventurer. Whether you're an eighth-year super senior anxious to graduate and become the homicidal murder hobo you always knew you could be, or you're but a lowly serf, just weeks from getting unceremoniously hit by a pigeon at full speed that signifies you've been hand-selected to attend our prestigious academy, I welcome you back to Nothing Star. Hello, I am Saratoga Random Dent Jones, but my one friend calls me Jonesy, and I welcome you to the show, the inaugural episode. (laughs) Very exciting. Hi, I'm Ryan Brady, and that was a trailer for Nothing Star Academy, a podcast about a school where D&D characters go to learn about being violent wandering adventurers, like they needed the help. It's not just D&D, it's fantasy characters, and sci-fi characters, and it's all the ones you know and love. I took Harry Potter and D&D and Lord of the Rings and, you know, you get it, and put them in a school, like Hogwarts, but different. 
Anyway, it is a podcast that will be premiering on September 1st, 2021, and dropping on the 1st and the 15th of the month afterwards. I've been working really hard on it, so I definitely want you to listen to it. P.S. And by the way, you can come follow us on Nothing Star Pod on Twitter to get updates and stuff. I also host another podcast called The HBO Boys, where we recap and review television and movies, some of which aren't even on HBO, which I get is confusing. And if you listen to that show, you'll meet a lot of the pals that will be on Nothing Star in the future. It's like you were in a time machine, but for... for and with a podcast. Sounds good to me. Anyway, fuck, the phone rang. I gotta go. Please join us on September 1st, and I'm getting to it, and I'll see you there. Thanks. Bye. Bye.